You guys, welcome to Fort City Church. Our teams have been working so hard to pull up our Christmas Eve services that we gave everyone the day off today, and we're doing church at home together. This past month has been so special. We had a fantastic Christmas Eve where we were able to celebrate the story of God breaking into the world through the cries of an infant in a manger. And we were able to celebrate that your generosity and support of Youth with a Mission for McMurray was able to make Christmas happen for 35 families. My heart is so full knowing how many people you guys have blessed this Christmas season. It's your generosity paired with God's purposes that allow us to be a shining light here in Fort McMurray. If Fort City is your church, I just want to quickly remind you that our end of year giving push is wrapping up in only a few days and we need you to get your giving in before the end of the year. Now, my son Justice really wanted to start a YouTube channel a few years back and so we made a couple of videos together and posted them online. He's actually pretty good at it, but he didn't get a lot of viewers. And so I would leave the video on repeat on my computer just to get his views up a bit. Now, Justice, I, I know you're watching this morning, and I'm sorry you had to find, about, uh, find out about this this way, but uh, most of those 300 views you got were just me and a few of your grandmas. Now, shortly after Justice began posting these videos, we were at the grocery store, and the cashier gave my youngest son, Camille, a free toy. Now, he was pretty happy about it, and as we left the store walking behind the boys, I overheard Justice tell Camille, you know why she gave that to you, right? She probably watched my YouTube channel, and because we're brothers, she thought you were me. Justice was convinced that the cashier had confused the two of them. There is something beautiful and pure and innocent about the way children see the world around them. They trust, they love, they forgive, they see the good and they see the beautiful. It could be why when Jesus was asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to himself and he said, if we have any hope of the kingdom of heaven, we should probably try to trust him as children do. We can learn so much from kids. Now, there was another time, a less happy time, where my kids were teaching me another lesson. Now, Adrian and the boys had to evacuate during the Horse River Fire without me. And Camille had only been home with us less than two months, and he didn't speak very good English, really any English. And it was scary and overwhelming for both the boys and for Adrian. And Justice had to step up without me around. And he helped take care of Camille, and he helped Adrian as best as he could. And whether it was fair or not, Justice grew up a few years that day. And over the next week, he was helpful and kind and a massive support to Adrian. But in the process, he lost a bit of that childlike innocence. Now, Adrian remembers a few weeks after this all, having to sit down with Justice and tell him, it's okay, you've been amazing, but we are safe. And Dad's here now, and it's time for you to be a kid again. It's time for you to be a kid again. You guys, life changes you. 
the good and the bad affect you both the same. The simple becomes complex. The trust becomes guarded. The innocence becomes lost. The things that we once believed with childlike faith get complicated by real life and real world. Now, I believe for many of us, when it comes to our faith, it's probably time for us to be a kid again. It's perhaps the perfect time to actually trust the things we know about Jesus. It might just be the time for us to believe in our hearts about him, what we know in our heads about him. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. And the kids know it and they sing it all the time. Jesus loves me, this I know. And yet somehow, this simple idea can get so very lost on us. And we think it, we say it, we might even be brave enough to tell it to others, but we don't know it at the core of our beings. We doubt it. See, how could Jesus love me? All the things I've done, I I don't deserve his love. Or we question it. Sure, he loves me, but maybe he would love me more if I could get my act together. Or we downplay it. Well, yeah, he loves me, but he loves everyone, and I'm not special. Jesus loves me, that's too simple. That's too easy. It must be more complicated than that. There must be strings attached. But it is true. He loves you. Author David Benner frames Jesus' invitation to us this way. He says, Jesus says, come to me. Come now. Don't wait until you have your act cleaned up or your head on straight. Don't delay until you think you are properly disposed and free of pride and lust, jealousy and self-hatred. Come to me in your brokenness and sinfulness with all your fears and insecurities and I will comfort you. I will come to you right where you live and love you just the way you are and not the way that you think you should be loved. Jesus loves you. You matter to him. And he is all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present, and yet he has chosen to love you. It was my favorite moment of our Christmas Eve service two days ago. The quiet candlelight moment, the flame of the Christ candle spreading from person to person, bringing light to this whole room. The love and light of our Creator touching each and every person. And then Steph led us singing together the centuries-old hymn, O Holy Night. And our voices joined together to sing this powerful lyric. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Does your soul feel its worth? Do you realize that the God of the universe loves you so much that he entered into the story of a dark and weary world, that he chose to be born an infant and set aside his his divine privileges just to make a way for you to know him, that his name, Emmanuel, God with us, 
His name has you in it. You are part of the us, God with us, Emmanuel. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. You guys, the Apostle John, he is an interesting guy. And he wrote the Gospel of John, which is an intimate look at the life of Jesus. And John wrote his Gospel near the end of his life. By then he was an old man and he had led an exciting life. He had lived long enough to see all the other apostles give their lives as martyrs of the way of Jesus. And in his gospel, John repeatedly refers to himself as the one that Jesus loved. And I've always found this a bit odd, if not a little bit arrogant. I mean, he's the one writing the story and he's chosen to point to himself as the one Jesus loved. Like, come on, John, don't be so thirsty here. But I've changed how I look at John's self-description this past year. John trusted so profoundly that Jesus loved him that it had become a core part of his personal identity. He knew the depths of his friend and Savior's love for him, and it had affected every part of him, body, heart, and spirit. And so, of course, at the end of his life, when he sat down to write out the story of his friend Jesus, John would express just how deeply he knew this truth. He was John, the one who Jesus loved. How about me? Am I Lucas, the one who Jesus loves? How about you? Are you you, the one who Jesus loves? I really do believe that if you and I can internalize this truth, it will change everything and our lives would never be the same. It's so simple and yet it is a world-changing, lie-shattering, life-giving truth. Jesus loves you and it's time to believe like a kid again. Now, today I want to pray for you. And if I could ask for one gift for you this year, it would be that you would know just how deeply you are loved, that your soul would feel its worth. Let me pray. Jesus, I just take a moment to thank you for this day and for uh, everybody who has tuned in to our service this morning. And Jesus, I thank you that you love us so much. That when John said, God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that those words are true, that you love us, each and every one of us. And Jesus, I pray that today we would learn this truth afresh, anew, and see it again with childlike eyes that we would trust in you in a deeper way, that the love of our Creator would flow through our veins again, that you would return to us the joy of our salvation, that we would know and trust that I am, that we are the one who Jesus loves. I pray this all in your holiest of names. Amen. 
You guys, before we close out this short time together, we have one more thing we would like to do. Many of you know we have a prayer team here at Fort City led by Blair Thompson. And this is a team of people who regularly go to God on our behalf. You and me, they hold us up in prayer. And this month, we worked closely with them to ask God to help us craft a blessing for you, for you and your families. This prayer team asked God to give them a blessing for you. And today, our staff team is going to pray it over you. So let's do that now. This is our prayer for you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kingdoms to the brightness of your dawn. Isaiah 60, 1-3 You are God's chosen people. You may have found yourself here at Fort City after a time of breaking or illness or hiding, but here you are, faithful after the storm. You decided that God was good whether life was or not, and that very desperation tilled the soil of your soul, making room for beautiful flowers to grow in unexpected, once dark places of your life. The light himself has come. Now you find yourself in a new, well-lit place. You are not where you once were, but also not quite where you want to be. This is sacred ground. You will be faithful here too. Lift your hands, lift your heads, and take a deep breath right now. Know that it's not all up to you. Jesus is here. He is leading you now. He reminds you of those words he spoke in John 10, 14. I know my own and my own know me. This year you will listen and hear God as he speaks to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that 2022 would be a year where you know that your Father God deeply loves you. I pray that your identity would be firmly secured in him and all the efforts of your faith would be in response to His holistic love. As we see His provision pour into this year, may we never worship the gift, but always the giver. Open your eyes to know that He is already worthy of our trust, generosity, and praise. Put your trust in the Lord, your God, and you will endure. In the name of Jesus, I pray for healing and wholeness over your families in 2022. May our kids know the childlike faith that Jesus taught us to desire. May our students teach us how to accept and love others well. May our husbands experience emotional healing. May our wives sense God's power in their lives. I declare a blessing of holistic provision and protection over your household. May Jesus meet every need of your mind, body, and soul. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we would be united in friendship and mission as a church. May we take hold and operate from the authority God has given us. Let us speak about Jesus' saving power with hearts of love. Let us be fearless as we bring your light to dark places. Let us be bold in praying for healing. 
Let us look to the future with joy. Holy Spirit, would you make yourself known and fill each person anew? I ask that you would release all your wonderful gifts today. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Well, that's it, guys. We want the best for you, and we believe Jesus wants the best for you, too. And we hope that this year you will experience the fullness of this blessing and know the truth of his love for you deep inside your heart. It's been a pleasure spending this morning with you, and I hope to see you out next week for our first in-person services of the new year. From all of us here at Fort City, we love you. And may God bless you.